It's the final edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Magic fans, the Florida Department of Transportation reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. Lots to get into as we recap that season 33 of Orlando Magic basketball. Team finishes 22 and 60, but a lot of positives out of this season, and we cover all of them. Who are some of the Magic players that maybe outperformed expectations? Who are some of the players that gave management something to think about this year? How did the rookies fare this season? And how about the outstanding job Magic head coach Jamal Mosley did keeping this whole thing together? What lies ahead for the Magic team here during the offseason? And, of course, a big day coming on May 17th as we find out where the Magic will draft in the upcoming NBA draft. So lots to get to as we close out season 33 of Magic Basketball and season five of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jalen Suggs of the Orlando Magic. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. This is Cole Anthony. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. And this is the Pod Squad. And welcome everyone to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, the final Magic Pod Squad for the final game of the 33rd season in Orlando Magic history. Dante Marcatelli, David Steele, Jeff Turner, George Galante, all here with you to recap this season. And uh, guys, I don't know if you know this, this is episode 180 of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Can you believe that? Is that right? 100. Yes. Over five You're keeping years track? Now, we're finishing season five of Magic Pod Squad as wow. we close out season 33 of Magic Basketball. And I'm surprised you don't know because the royalties are just flooding. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen any of that. Have you, Jeff? No, I haven't, David. I, I think we might need to make sure they have our proper mailing address or something to make <laughs> yeah, sure those checks so. are coming. Yeah, we'll have yeah, to check that's it. Dante, the, good, to George. the good thing, if you're looking, if you're watching this on YouTube, the, the scenery where David and, yes. and Jeff are is, is a lot. I mean, it's a lot nicer than where we are but that's okay that's all right did you guys wait like 45 minutes to get out of town or how long did you no the next morning the next monday morning were you guys even on the call in the fourth quarter now that i'm thinking about it i gotta yeah we were there okay yeah yeah, we were were there we were not gonna miss the finish of that well we'll talk about that was pretty good i do want to talk about something that came up during that game with you guys once we get there so Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Well, listen, guys, I want to start with this. I, you know, at the end of it, we love what we do. We love the team. We love the organization, the fans, everything that comes with it. And when, you know, when the season ends, it's, there's always sadness, you know, at the end of a season. I don't know that I felt that as much this year. I think, uh, <laughs> I think when the season came to a close, speaking for myself, I was kind of ready. Uh, but, David, you've, you've seen them all, all 33 seasons. How, how, did, you, how did you feel when, uh, when you put season 33 in the books? I felt good about it. I felt like we, uh, you know, as broadcasters brought uh, a great, great effort every, every broadcast. I feel, I feel like we, we, we did our jobs well this season. And and I feel like the team likewise did uh, the best that they could do, you know, given the circumstances and given all the things that happened throughout the year. And, you know, I felt like having seen all of these seasons come to an end um, 33 times now, uh, the, the magic teams that were not going to the playoffs, this one had a little different feel at the end of it. I, okay. you know, there, there's more hope, there's more energy, there's more excitement. And I think it's because there's a core that's coming back that we know, you know, is the foundation of the franchise going forward. And we're pretty excited about those, those individual players. We're excited about coach Mosley 
Um, we, we love his staff. We love what he's done. And we, we, you know, I think we all players and us, everybody close to the program. And I, I'm sure the fans feel this too. There's a sense of optimism, which makes it, uh, you know, a little easier to accept going into the off season, but you know, it was a long year. I, you know, I felt like we, we did our jobs, the team, everybody did what they were supposed to do. And now we're going to get charged up and get, uh, get raring to go back for season number 34. So I, I'll tell you guys a, a funny, a really funny story. Right after the game was over the other night, you know, David's grandsons love to come to the games. They're big Magic fans. And yeah. so so Cole, his his uh, uh, one of his grandsons, looks at me after I take my headset off and said, are you happy or sad right now? <laughs> he did. And, and, and he, it hit me, really, you know, and I yeah. was like, because I had a smile on my face, and I said, well, Cole, what are you? And he said, I'm really sad. I really like coming to the games. And I said, yeah, I, I know how you feel. I said, but I'm kind of I'm happy because <laughs> next year we're going to be really good. Yes. And, you know, and I think David's right. I think the feeling coming down the stretch even though you're not in the playoffs and it's a grind for us, um, you know, night in and night out, um, you do feel like there's uh, there's something special on the horizon. So uh, maybe Cole saw that better than I did. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> no. He, he just likes all, but mainly it's the food, you know, and stuff. And uh, <laughs> he wants to. No, he, he likes the to... basketball too. You know how kids are. Uh, yeah. We still got to get a find a way to although, get it. Although he yeah. did say, he said, I think this is the first game that I've been to that we won. So he was pretty Yeah, he, did, he told me that too. He's yeah, pretty he's excited. excited. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I will say this. There was something about, you know, president of basketball operations, Jeff Weltman was on with Mike Bianchi this morning. And he said, you know, this was a year we knew we were going to take our lumps and we took our lumps. <laughs> and I think that's when we, when we, when we mentioned the season and how long it was, I think that's what we're referring to. You know, there, there were certainly some, the injuries, COVID, everything that you had to overcome. And it feels like five seasons all in one, but everything you guys are saying is right. There's so much optimism and excitement for next year. And I think what blew my mind and sitting next to George at the end of the season, when we talked about it a couple of times, this is a team that had 17, 18, 19 wins at the time. And the energy in that gym, the energy in Amway Center every night down the stretch, the last quarter of the season, was electric. I mean, and you couldn't help but get caught up in it. I mean, I think to you guys' point, all the excitement that you feel and that we feel moving forward, you know, because that's what we'll do. We're not looking back. We're just going to look forward from now on. I think fans felt the same way. Is that fair? I think you could feel it in the building. I I think so. I mean, we said it. How, I mean, you just said it there. How many times did I look at you and I, I looked around and I just, I couldn't believe that there was that much excitement and energy and, and just pure joy to watch yeah. those guys play. And I looked at you a couple of times and I said, we're 21 and 60, right. Going into this game. Like we we've only won 21 games, but right, right. you're right. Like there's something uh, maybe, maybe JT and David can, can, can put their finger on it better than I can. There's, there definitely is something when you look at this group and you look at, I mean, coach Mosley has to get a, a ton of credit for, the way that these guys uh, approached every game and the, the joy for every, I mean, even every possession, looking at the bench, coaches are up and players are up and uh, yeah, I don't know. It just was, it was, it was a, some, it was just different. Like we've been a part of teams that have been worse than this record wise. 
and you didn't feel this way going into the end. So I, I, I kudos to everybody involved. And right. uh, I mean, I, it's hard to say when you have a team that was 22 and 60 that they exceeded expectations. But I think from my seat, I, I, I would have never thought we were going to get to 22 and 60. I really didn't. I, I, I thought things. Mr. Positive. He's all <laughs> Mr. Positive. I just at the beginning of the year, I just looked at where we were and just said, Wow, I, I you know I'm, I, I told you guys like I'm looking up worst record in franchise history. I'm just to yeah. be honest, and we knew I knew it was 18, and I I've said to multiple people I'm like I don't think we can get there. I just don't think we can get there. But these guys kept working. Coach Mosley had them connected. He kept them connected for seven months, and it showed at the end. Like it was it was fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, I think what you see is you, it's so obvious. The players. They really do connect with each other and with the coaching staff. So there's there's a there's a chemistry there that's pretty special, and I think the return of Markel Fultz has a lot to do with it too. Those last six or eight weeks of the season, um, how good he was. Um, you can see that when he's on the floor, it's it just looks different. Everything is elevated, um, and then you've got the other pieces around him that are young and developing and are going to continue to get better and better because we know how hard those individuals work and how tied together they are as a group. So, you know, there's, there's good reason for optimism. It's not, uh, it's not phony. It's not something that we're just saying just because we're looking for positive things to talk about at the end of a long season. It's true. I mean, it's obvious that it's there. Right. And I think that the fans know that. I think that's why the energy was so good throughout the year. Can we break now that you brought up Markel? Can this is what I wanted to touch on? So the game is going on, game 82. That you know, was so Mar, good. Markel has, you know, hovered around anywhere from 19 to 22 minutes. And and then all of a sudden I see JT holding up a, a piece of paper as Coach Mosley goes by. And it and I'm like, what is he? What is he doing with the paper? Is he maybe he's saying hi to somebody at home, his wife, daughters, maybe somebody's watching. He said, yeah, I'm to make sure. somebody laugh. Maybe right, yeah, right, like right, I thought right, there was right. an inside <laughs> joke that I just, you know, normally I'm in on the inside jokes. I'm like, I wonder what this is. And then I see that it says free Markel. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. And, and then he played 30 something minutes or, you know, 31 minutes. Like that JT, you could have brought that out maybe a couple of weeks earlier. Maybe we could have right. seen That's more than 30 right. minutes from Markel. You know, it, it's funny, George, uh, David, I, you probably didn't get a chance to see in our open, um, David and I were, you know, talking about Markel, like we had done the last 10 games, I <laughs> right. guess. And, you know, we just kept, we were talking about how, you know, well, he's been playing. I think David, you know, made the statement, you know, like it's the last game of the year, you know, let's, why can't he play more He's than 20 minutes? To I totally, totally, totally ad lib, totally ad lib yeah. at the last minute. That line, yeah, and, just, just let's just see him for 40 minutes. Can we just see Markel for 40 minutes? And you guys know that wherever David leads me, I follow right Yeah, now. that's right. That's why so I just kind of just said, you know what, I'm going to try to make that happen. So Markel played. Now, you think. did. You did the the sign. You did on your own. You can't. Oh, I did. I, I didn't I did. lead you. That was all Jeff Turner. Well, <laughs> I just, I just, I just figured I was on air, so I'm not going to be able to, you know, yell at Jamal and say, "Hey, play Markel Moore or something." And I, I thought, <laughs> well, how can I do this subtly and get my message across? And so, I don't know. I just, you know, free Markel. He saw it, and he kind of shook his head like kind of just that to me and I was like okay well we'll see that was first half 
the good thing, so. the good, the good thing though, guys, is that like, and you guys know, because you we sit close to each other pretty much everywhere we go, you know, he's constantly, he's been very aware of, you know, asking one of us that that's sitting there, how many minutes, you know, cause we have the live, the live statistics in front of us on a monitor. And he's very, very aware of when he's approaching the, yeah. you know, clearly his magic number was anywhere from 19 to 22. And he, you know, three, four times a game, he's like, oh, where, where's he at? Where's he at? And the other night he didn't say it at all. And I was like, okay, good. This is good. I like it. Yeah. I'm looking down and he has 26 minutes. I'm like, I don't think he's going to ask. This is great. <laughs> Let him go. Yeah, Let him go. He, he, he stopped. Uh, he stopped looking at me for those minutes, George, because I would. I lied to him a few times. I told. Yeah, I told Dante a couple of times. I said, "Listen, if he asks me again, I'm going to say 11. Like he's at 22. <laughs> no I'm what. definitely going to no say he's at 11. That for sure, for sure. But I think that speaks to him, doesn't it? I mean, that you got. You guys got to see him more than I did. You guys spent a lot of time with him on the road, and I. I think it'd be interesting for fans to hear the kind of the Jamal Mosley that you guys saw right outside of the games and off the basketball court and in the lobbies and at dinners or whatever. I mean, that, did he ever break unwavering optimism the entire way? I mean, he's, no, he's never. just an incredible human being, isn't he? Never, never. No, he, no, he I, is unbelievable. Go ahead. David. He is. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you're talking about um, the kind of person he is. And I, we, we had a segment in, in the pregame show, Dante with you and Brian Hill talked about Jamal Mosley and, then, uh, you know, I followed it up with um, when you first meet him, he, he appears so sincere, so genuine and so interested in you. You know, that's the first thing he, he does yes, is he shows right. an interest in who you are. And, um, you know, it's so unusual. I mean, it really is um, to see somebody in that type of position, uh, a prominent head coaching role in the NBA, um, to have that kind of attitude. Um, and, and so, I, you know, I kept waiting to see something else, you know, because it is, it is rather unusual to see that personality, but that's who he is. I mean, it, it was every day, every time you saw him, every time you had a conversation with him, um, he's all, he's humble. He's a guy that, uh, just wants the best for everybody. Um, he's not a me first type of guy at all. And, you know, it just comes across. I mean, it oozes through, I think you can tell when you're, when you're around him, certainly you can tell, but I think even fans can, get a sense of, uh, of what kind of person he is. And the players absolutely love playing for the guy. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a special guy for sure. Jeff, your, your thoughts. Right. I know you feel the same way. We've talked about yeah. it all year. Absolutely. David, you know, he's a, he was so good to us. He, you know, there was no question we couldn't ask him. Um, he would stop, you know, and ask you, you know, you know, what do you think or, or something? He's, you know, the best way I can describe him is, you know, over the years, you know, just, uh, studying leaders and, and different leadership philosophy. He is a servant leader. Um, he puts everybody first um, around him. And that's his players, his staff. Guys, he will not He will not get off a bus. He will not get off a plane. Whatever it is, you guys know this, you've seen it, until everybody else is off. Everybody goes first you know what i mean it's just um see and that's I, impressive because for those that don't it, know it's a it's a race to get off the bus and plane and we're always held to the end <laughs> so, yeah well no, so that is pretty impressive so that is pretty you know it but it's 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 a little thing it really doesn't matter yeah, like yeah, you know, when you get off but it's just him that's who he is i had a you know i was for whatever reason i was on the one of the last buses with him uh you know late in the season and um 
I, w- I was messing around in my bag. The players had all gotten off and he was still on and I didn't get up. And I, He didn't see me. Uh, and he stood up. He was almost off the bus, guys. And he turned around. He saw me. He said, oh, no, 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 no. He got back, he I love back that. on the bus and said, I said, Jamal, it doesn't matter. And he said, it does to me. And I mean, that's just who he is. You know, he's just, uh, I mean, he's just an unbelievable, unbelievable human being, as David said. Yep. And a pretty and good basketball the, coach. The first, he's the first a pretty event. darn good basketball coach, too. And that's a great point, too. You know, you, you can be the greatest person you want. If you can't coach, it's going to be short-lived. But he's a great coach. And he's got he's got everything that you need and the perfect guy to move forward with. The first event I did with him uh, was out at the – it was at a Magic Partner. And he showed up, and he, he forgot that he didn't have his dress shoes. And so he got out, went to the back of the car, and he just had his sneakers on. And it, it bothered him. And I said, you know, the head coach, nobody's going to matter. You know, it's, it's, nobody's going to care. It's not going to matter. You can just wear your sneakers. It's not going to be a big deal. And he said, well, you said, Jeff, it matters to me, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, he, he, he has a certain way that he goes about things and it's awesome. It's very refreshing. And, and I think that, I think that bodes well for this team moving forward for sure. You know, I want to, before we move to somebody else, I, I want to add one more story because I, I just, he's, he's from the minute he walked through the door, he always impressed me with how he, it would take him, half of the day maybe to remember your name and it's everybody it's literally every person that he comes into contact with it's an amazing trait that i wish that i had and i do not and he and and i took he also has that genuine care for people that i that i may not is what you're saying i that i mean that's 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 probably pretty accurate i'm not saying you don't i'm not saying you don't well i i'll admit it it's 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 fine i but no but I took coach uh, Mosley in with David uh, normally during the home games. Uh, Joel glass is the one that takes Jamal everywhere he needs to go to, to get his obligations done pregame and postgame. Um, and there was a game late, very late in the year where Joel was not there. And I took uh, Jamal in to go talk with David for your, for your pregame telecast recording. And I was in there and I watched him finish and it, you know, he, he's always great with David and, and you guys. And then as he's walking out there, you know, there's two or three crew members in the, the room with, with everybody, you know, it's a very small room and, you know, and he walks out and then he thanked both of them by name without, without hesitation. And I just was just, I was blown away. I just was blown away. Like here's here. These are guys that he comes into contact with for Correct. maybe what David, four minutes a night. Yeah, he did it every every game. Every was, night, it's every, every night. game. He Amazing. thanked him. He said hi to him walking in the room. How's you, how are you guys doing? He remembered yes. that um, a guy amazing. was going to shoot golf or, or that, baseball right. the week before. How did Just it go? Amazing, uh, and I, unbelievable. I don't, yeah. I don't know how you know. I I wish I could be more like him when it comes to that things because there are there are things I remember. There's things with my relatives that I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. like with, within a few days of somebody doing something, and this is this is somebody that he comes into. I mean, he's just you, you don't get any more top shelf than Jamal Mosley, and I think that's the one thing during the off season last year that we definitely you know hit a home run on is 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 Coach Mosley and his staff. Well, we see players. We see players come over and talk to him every yeah, every, true, every night. Uh, yeah, right. Opposing yeah. players. He, yeah, yeah. He's, well, he's an impact on a lot of people. Just a quick aside: we've had head coaches who didn't even know our names. <laughs> yeah, true. Great point. True. Very good. Radio. Point. Point. Let's go. Radio. <laughs> Lefty. Radio. What you know? Whatever you make. <laughs> Chief. Double up. Double up, broadcasters. We've had that right. We've had. 
No, I know it's been, it's been fun over the years. No question yeah. about it, but he's a, he's a sincere guy and, and the real deal. And you can see these guys will go. It's like the, the comment Rick Carlisle made is like, I just don't see his guys letting him fail. And I think, yeah. so I, I think we, I thought that was, a, I just think that's a great way to put it. And I think you saw, that's why those guys played so hard and, and want to succeed. So now if you can stay healthy, what does this summer look like? Right. You got, I think they're gone for a couple of weeks and then they all report back and they get right back into the gym and they start working for next year. I personally, I'd take a little more time off a couple of weeks, but that's what they're going to do and start that regimen back up again. And then now imagine a season guys where you go into training camp, you go into the preseason and you go into the regular season with the healthy Markel Fultz starting at the point guard position. Like I, I said, I think it's a, I think it's a game changer, George. Yeah, I, I, I look at uh, – there's three guys I particularly look at, and I'm sure everybody, you guys and Magic fans all across the board probably look at as, okay, this is something that I can grab onto and, and, and watch as this thing goes, and it's Markel. And this is not to discount any of the other players on the roster. Obviously, everybody's important, but Markel and Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter Jr., and I can look at those three guys and say, okay, like, this is a tangible core now that we can, that we can proceed with. And I, and I think Franz exceeded everybody's expectations. I think Wendell continued to get better as we go. And to know that that's what we have potentially going into October of next year. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that does definitely puts more of a smile on my face for next yeah. year than it probably did going into this year, the, going into the, this year. I mean, I was in the tank, <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty low, but watching yeah. these guys grow and develop. And then at the end, seeing what, what those three guys, and then all the other complimentary pieces that are around them. That's like I said, not to discount everybody, anybody at all, but those three guys really have me excited, uh, for, for what's potentially to come down the road. I think the exciting piece, the exciting piece for me, based on what you guys were just talking about, is that they they want to get back in the gym so quickly together. Um, you know, as you can as you can see from watching this, David and I just couldn't wait to get out of town. So we're we're you know we're gone. So <laughs> you guys, I think you guys left the night of the tenth. That's why I said I don't think they were even there for the fourth quarter. I think this I think it was like a hologram or something, or they, they were FaceTiming the game on the way home, on the way down the highway, something. We were there. We were there. <laughs> but these guys, you know, I, I think they genuinely like being around each other and they genuinely want to work together, which is which says something. Now, you know, um, you know, I think Franz I said it best is you know, potential only gets you so far, right? They really got, there's a lot of work to be done individually, I think, on a lot of guys to improve their games. So, um, you know, but it's exciting that they want to be in the gym together uh, and do it in Orlando. Jeff, I I, I'd like a, to know, oh, what, ahead, what are you, what, I was just going to ask Jeff as, uh, you know, the analyst, the former player, the guy that can really break it down for us. What is it about those three guys, especially, that uh, their games and the way that they potentially fit together that has George excited about the future. And, you know, I've already talked about it. And I, we know how Dante feels too, you know, give us, give us a little analysis of, you know, their, the way they play the game and, and, and why, why it gets you excited. Well, you know, I'll, let me start with Markel just because, you know, I think if, you know, for our fans and those of us that, you know, we watched uh, those last 18 games, 
it's things are different when he's on the court. It's his feel for the game, the way he he understands it, the, his unselfishness, um, his ability to get wherever he wants to go. You know, there were times um, where his his ball handling is like I don't I don't think we were really appreciated. There were times where I would be in my talkback trying to get our producer Ty to to give me you know, just a little snippet of his ball handling in traffic, but it's happened so fast. We, you know, you can't pull it out of a small segment. Um, his, just his ability to make everybody else better on the court, I think is what excites me about Markel. Um, I just think he lifts everybody up. And then you combine that, as George says, you look at those three guys with Franz's ability to play anywhere on the floor. Um, moving without the basketball, the ball in his hands. If you get it to him in the right spot, he's going to make a play. Um, his improvement, his in competitiveness this year were just, uh, you know, for, for such a young guy, just kind of blew me away. And then Wendell, you guys know, I've talked about him all season. Um, he, has, he has a game uh, that I have called old school but yet I think it's a modern game. He, he, his ability to score from three levels um, is just really impressive. It's something that I think he didn't even know he could do. Um, you know, David, I think you pointed it out uh, in our pregame. That it, it, he, he had some doubts, right? Like, you know, he couldn't build on success when he was with the Bulls. But I think he gets it now that he is a key part of what we're doing going forward. And um, I just think his ceiling is really high. All three of those guys. Um, and as George says, you know, you don't want to single people out. But right. I think, you know, you look at the complementary players around them. And as they rise with those three, boy, you know, that's what gets me excited. I think we can win some games. You, you know what, Dante, the other thing that gets me excited about those guys and with like Jalen Suggs and, right. and Cole is, is the – they have this edge. They, they do have a little bit of an edge to them to where like, these guys are tough. Um, they play hard all the time. And we've had lots of guys come through that have had talent and don't, and don't play hard. Right. They don't, they don't give it their all. Markel is out there at the end of the year, eight game 82. We have nothing to play for. He's playing 32 minutes. Uh, Franz playing all, you know, he would have played all 82 if he didn't yeah. come down on those guys' ankles, right. you know, and as a rookie, you know, that guy is tough. Wendell showed a toughness that I'm not yep. sure we maybe knew he had. And as the season got on, it came out more, especially when we played the bulls, like he, he played with this chip and this edge and this confidence that I wasn't sure that he had. So that those are the things. And Jalen is, you know, he's a football player. He has this mentality right. of, He's going to go out and he's going to bust somebody's head off. You know, like it's just this, it's this edge that I, that I like. I, I, I like the way those guys go about playing the game. Well, and I think we can touch on those two guys, you know, next, I, I think, because that's part of your backcourt as well. And all of a sudden you've got a jam full backcourt, which I think is a good problem to have. I don't think you can, and coach Mosley will figure out a way to play everybody and, and who gets the minutes and where, but you know, I, I think you look at Jalen Suggs, it was kind of a tale of two seasons. He, I, I think that it seemed like, and we thought it could be, that time off with the, with the broken bone in his hand, and now he recommits himself to, to working and watching video and, I, you know, what did I do wrong? How can I get better? And he's talking to coaches on the sidelines. I mean, his end of the season was, 
The numbers weren't much different, but you could tell the difference in his game. Could you not, Jalen Suggs, what he learned with that timeout and what he applied for the end of the season, and now you take that going into next year, he, he could be a completely different-looking player. I think so, and I think he's going to be the most under-the-radar player for the Magic next year. I mean, he, he's, there's so many good rookies in the NBA. Yep. He's totally forgotten right now. I mean, I you know, you're reading all of the – rookie first team second team he's not in anybody's wheelhouse for any of those teams um he was hurt you know several times he, he had the, the bad ankle the thumb before that so you know he missed a lot of games but um like you said Dante he's got that and George that football mentality that toughness yeah. and he's going to figure things out he's a smart guy he's a hard worker and I think he could take a big jump quickly next year so um, I, he's going to be undersold. He's going to be under the radar. But watch out for Jalen Suggs. And we know that Cole, is he's not going to change. He's going to have that feisty attitude and that, uh, that scores mentality. So you're going to have Cole Anthony coming back wanting to prove something too. So That's right. yeah, th those are two good pieces, no doubt about it. Jeff, I want to get your thoughts on, on Cole real quick before we go on to the, to the next thing. I, you know, I don't think he finished the season the way he wanted to. And maybe he was playing through some injuries and – I think he had some kind of inconsistency, especially shooting the basketball. But we can't discredit the first quarter or third of the season where he was at 20 points a game, almost seven rebounds, five assists. I mean, he was unbelievable at the start of the year where I, I think people were talking, if he can sustain this, he'll be in the running for most improved. Like he'll be, he'll, he'll be one of the contenders. I know, did you feel it was injuries kind of derailed him a little bit? Do you feel it was, what, what do you think kind of got him off target? And he, he never, he was searching. You could tell the last quarter, half of the season. Well, what do you think happened there? And how does he get back on track? I, I think he, I think you're absolutely right. I think the injuries kind of took their toll. That's, I mean, we have to be honest when, you know, Markel came back, that changed the distribution yeah. of the minutes a little bit. Um, and, you know, I think that affected him a little bit as well. We've got to remember, you know, Cole is very young as well. Uh, still trying to figure it out. So like for me, I don't really worry about, the distribution of the minutes, uh, you know, specifically when we're talking about how do you play, let's say, Cole, Jalen, and Markel. Um, I think they bring different things to the table, obviously. Um, you know, whatever, we, you know, Cole's thing is, and we say it all the time, being a, being a scorer your entire life, figuring out ways to just score points, that's a skill, right? That You learn that early in your life, um, you know, whether you're having a bad shooting night or whatever, you still look at he Cole could be, you know, three of 12 from threes and you're going to look up. He's still got 18, 19 points. Why? Yes. Because he, he can get to the rim. You know, he can get mm -hmm. fouled. Um, he understands that, you know, he can get in the mid range. And, and so there's value in having a guy like that on an, you know, um, you know, with, through a long season, you got to have guys that can make, you know, get buckets really for you. Um, Jalen brings a defensive tenacity um, that the other two don't possess. Um, you know, I think Jalen, you know, is one of those guys. And, you know, Brian Hill talks about it all the time. There are very few guys that can guard their man one-on-one, -on -one, keep right. guys in front of him. Jalen, uh, if not already, has the potential to be that going forward. Uh, and, and we talked about what Markel does as a leader. So, I, I think even though all three of them, you know, they want to be starters and they're going to be vying for minutes, um, I think they'll figure it out. And I think there's a place for all three of them 
um, because they all give us something we desperately need. And we could go down every player and do all that. I I think RJ's got a, you know, I I think he showed some flashes, but I think he's got a ways to go, quite honestly. And I think this is a big summer for RJ to kind of, kind of iron out some consistency. Great story with Devin Kennedy, Iggy Schofield getting an opportunity. The Lakeland guys that came up and won a couple of games in December was awesome. Uh, you, You know, maybe you see them at some point down the road, but I think, you know, two guys that might, you know, I, I think they, if you're them, you did, you, you're trying to give management and your coach something to think about. And and I think it was a very inconsistent year for Mo Bamba. And I don't think we saw, but, you know, if we're being honest, I don't think we saw the burning fire on the defensive end all year, like we had hoped, but we did see it at times and we did see enough of it and, and a glimpse of it. And I thought he was as good as anyone guys, the last six weeks of the season, I thought he played, you know, there were times there were, there were nights where, where he just didn't quite have it, but I, I don't take, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I think if you're Mo Bamba, did you do enough to, to give your front office something to think about here these, these last six weeks, namely the way you shot the basketball down the stretch? Oh, I, I think so. I think he definitely did. I, you know, I mean, he knocked down uh, at his size, uh, his ability to, to shoot the basketball. Um, it's a special thing. You talked about Cole. That, that's, a, that's a special talent that Cole Anthony has. Well, Mo Bamba has a special talent too. That, that's yeah. a sweet three-point shot. And he also has elite shot blocking ability. So those are two primary skills that he possesses. Um, he definitely gave the Magic and every other NBA team uh, something to think about. And he's still 23 years old. So, yeah, I, there, I, and there's still room for growth. He's going to be an NBA player for a long time. He's going to be a productive NBA player. And, you know, we're not privy to any of the behind-the-scenes negotiations or conversations about what his future is with the magic. But your question, Dante, was did did Mo Bamba do enough right. to give the front office a lot to think about? I think the, the obvious answer would be yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I, you know, I think, you know, it's interesting, you know, before last season, you know, Mo Bamba talked about one of the things he had to do was he had to work on his conditioning, right? He had to get, um, he had to get in better shape. And I think he did that. I, I, I felt like yeah. towards the end of the season at times that he had lost a little bit. Um, he got a little, you know, tired. Yeah. David's right. His, his skill set is yeah. there, you can't question his skill set. Right. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, as he gets older, you know, that, that Matt Lloyd says this all the time is that when you draft young bigs, you got to give them five years. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Mo. You know, it's going into his fifth year. For me, I think the big thing is, and it's kind of what you're alluding to, Dante, is can you compete at a high level every second you're on the floor? And I think that's both ends of the floor. um, Are you you giving it everything you can? We had games where we saw him run the floor, like, Mm -hmm. you know, right down the middle of the floor. He was a rim runner. He posted up, got in. Um, you know, got an easy bucket or to put pressure on the defense. We didn't always see him do that. Um, so I think for him, that becomes the next step. You know, can you continue to be in top condition? And then where do you take your game you know, with the skill set you have where every second you're on the floor, both ends, you're competing at that highest level. And I think, you know, again, that's part of the evolution of these young guys. And I think, you know, that's what the coaches have been talking to, uh, particularly Mo, most of the season about. 
You know, this we saw is, Chuma. Do, Chuma's kind of, oh, go ahead, George. I was going to say, this is right. This is where Jeff Weltman and John Hammond and yeah. the staff earn their money, right? Because Correct. You, you look at, there's so many guys on our roster where you look at them and you just have to st- take a step back and go, well, wow, he's only 21 years old. And wow, right. this kid's only 20. And our rosters, two thirds of those guys are right. <laughs> 22, 23 years old. And that, and then you have like a guy like Mo Bamba, who's now a restricted free agent. So it's a, it's a hard decision to make uh, based off of what Mo's four years have, have been here. And he definitely improved. And then you look at the end of the year that just finished and he's shot 38 plus percent from three and he right. was top Second six best in on the, the team. league and top six in the league in block shots. And right. there right. probably aren't a lot of guys that can do that combined. So, uh, but, but then on the flip side of it, like you said, well, you know, are you competing for 48 minutes every night? And, and right. who, so that's the, like, this is where Jeff and John and those guys, like I, I don't envy being in the, in their chair uh, for the decisions like this, especially on these guys that are, Boy, you look at them and they're only 22, 23 years that's old. The that's, thing. A, that's a tough spot. And they've got other decisions. You got Robin Lopez, Gary Harris. We don't know what becomes of them. Is Terrence Ross back? We hope Human Torch continues here in Orlando. Chuma, I think, flew under the radar this year as well. I think he's got a lot more that he can show if he can have a healthy season. But can we not agree that every team needs a Mo Wagner? I, I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but I, I just feel like going into this year, I thought – I just didn't know what to expect with him. And I, you can look at numbers since the all-star break. He was as effective as, you know, he's one of the better subs in the NBA, you know, with the minutes he gave you and the productivity that he gave you. And not to mention the fight. And I know Jeff, we, we got to harness that for good. And he'll say that too. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find a, a better way to channel it all the right way. And I think we saw him do a better job of that. But give me a guy, even if he's over give me that guy. Hey, look, I like that. We I like that we have a guy that's a little bit of an irritant, right? Like, (laughs) I I like that we have a guy on our roster that you that you if you if he was on the other team, you'd be like, God, I hate that guy. Like, I I don't don't (laughs) like you know what I mean. But when he's on our side, you're like, man, I love Mo Wagner. I like what he brings to the table. I like when he starts. Well, Jeff and David have said it all year. He's on the scouting report and the fact that you can't take the bait. You know, that's a guy, right. <laughs> right. That opposing coaches say, you can't, you can't let this guy get under your skin. I love that. Yeah. We, we talk all, you know, like I, I've, I've always said, you look at really good teams and, and you guys go back through the years and think about good magic teams. There there's, there's one guy that's a little edgy, right? Just, a, <laughs> right. he just, he's just a little edgy. He just changes things when he's on the floor Everybody's a little more competitive, has a little bit of fire. Um, you know, it, it's not uncommon. Dante, you've seen it probably when you visit the huddles on home games is he's not afraid to jump in the face of his teammates either. No. And, you know, on the court and things like that, keep everybody, you know, focused and, and things like that. So uh, and let's not let's not I'm sure let's not underestimate his value uh, in exactly. kind of directing his younger brother in that direction oh, right. as well. So um, I think that's a, I mean, he's a keeper, I think for a lot of saying, reasons. So you're saying Mo gets one. like an eight, you're saying Mo gets an eight year contract extension is, is, what, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, he's got a team option for next year. Team <laughs> option, and yeah. I think that'd be great. You'd love to see him back moving forward for sure. Yeah. I, I, I think as long as Franz is here, Mo is here. How about that? Perfect. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm good. Fine. I'm good with that. I, all the I like, media, I like the all. deal. We'll, we'll take them both. We we'll like take them both. both. I, yeah, you we'll know, like I was them. thinking probably 
that guy was probably the irritant back in, in the mid-90s with your team, Jeff. I was just thinking about it. Probably Daryl. Wouldn't you say Daryl was the yes. irritant? He was yes. the guy that was feisty and teams hated to go against. And maybe Matt Barnes in the yeah. 09. Well, that's what I was going to say. Was there you Matt go. Barnes, right? you, know, yeah. you know, a guy with an edge and, you know, little just right there on the, <laughs> on right, the, right edge. On the borderline <laughs> of going over the too far. But, I hope uh, you're hurting. You got to have those trying. guys. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Especially this year when, when you're, you know, every, there's, you're trying to figure out a hierarchy and you're trying to see what these guys do. I, I thought yeah. he, I thought he stood out. Okay. Last thing then moving for, if you're a magic fan, we're going to have the draft coming up. We got the lottery on May 17th. We're going to find out if, if we got in the top three, do we get the number one pick? It's happened three other times in magic history. It'd be great. We need a little luck. We'll see if we can get that. And then the draft on June 23rd. But let's say you could have the perfect player, guys. And, and you, is it? I imagine it's shooting of some kind, maybe at the two. <laughs> but what? What is the perfect player? What is the perfect addition to this team to to kind of help take the next step here? Who's Jeff, going you want first? To start it? <laughs> <laughs> or players? Well, look. You, you, I, I, you know, here's the thing: is like all for the last several seasons. Um, you know, you, you, you go down and, you know, Dave and I put the numbers together before every game and you look, the, the things that, that, the thing that stands out to me that we have struggled, uh, we're always at the bottom three, four in the league is shooting, right? Yep. Whatever that's field goal percentage, three-point shooting, effective field goal percentage, true shooting, whatever you want to look at, um, we've got to get better. Um, now, that's a responsibility of the current players, uh, sure. I think Jamal said that uh, in his pregame uh, the other night, that that's, that's going to be an emphasis. Um, but I think, you know, uh, as we add players to the roster, um, guys, we got to be able, you know, in our league, you've got to be able to score. Defense is great, you know, especially when we're going to see a lot of it in the playoffs. Um, but it's still a game where you have to have more points at the end of the night than your <laughs> opponents, right? Yes. And that means you got to be able to put the ball in the basket. So for me, you know, that's that's what I'm hoping we add. You know, I'm going to be watching the lottery. Obviously, we're all going to be watching the lottery. But I, I'm not. I'm not really. I, I'm not really obsessed with the number one pick thing. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, I've I've watched enough of the college to have my own opinion about you know the players that are allegedly the top four or five players in, in the NBA draft. And um, if there, if there's any NBA expert, college basketball pro expert that can honestly say with hundred percent certainty, that guy right there is going to be uh, a hall of fame or, or multiple time NBA all-star with certainty then I'd like to meet that, that guy and find out, you yeah. know, how, how he knows that because I just don't, I just can't get a sense for it. I mean, it could be any of, Oh, well, look what Franz Wagner did. He was the eighth pick in a strong sure. draft. And yep. I still think he's the best rookie in the NBA this year yep. uh, right. from top to bottom, all skill sets thrown in together, which you don't, nobody looks at all of that, but you know, so I'm, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to obsess about which pick we get. I think we're going to get a player that could end up being the best player in the draft again, whether it's number one, two, three, four, five, or six. So we're going to get another good player. There's no question about that. And he might be the best guy in the draft. He might not. But I don't think anybody can tell you, especially in this draft, that if you get the number one pick, you're going to have an all-star. Correct. For sure. Right. I, I just I, – I don't know. If you guys you, – I see George nodding. You agree with me, huh? Well, you, you both 
you literally both said exactly what my answer would have been. I don't care where we pick. I don't care if we picked 15th in the draft. You just have to pick the right guy. And I agree with Jeff too, to where collectively, and it can't all just fall on this draft pick, right? It's got to be whatever we do in the summer, whether it's player development of the guys that we have, any free agents that we potentially bring in, any rookies that we potentially draft. We, we have to get better at scoring. We, we have to get better at putting the ball into the basket. And I agree with what David said too. Like Franz Wagner was the eighth pick in the draft. And I would argue he's as good as any rookie that was in yes. that class. So mm-hmm. to me, that's proof that, okay, yeah, it's great that you get the number one pick, but this is not a draft where there's a generational superstar can't miss this guy. Oh my gosh. If you get this guy, your franchise has changed for the next 10 right. years. you know, it may turn out that way. You may look back on the draft and be like, well, wow, that guy was amazing. But going into the draft, it's not, that's not the way this is. Right. And I'm not that I'm repeating what Jeff and David already said, but that that's my mindset going into the off season and going into next year. Is that like, man, I, I hope we can get some guys that can shoot the ball. I hope the guys that are on our roster now take the summer and get better at, putting the ball in the basket. I hope the guy that we bring in in the draft or the two players we bring in from the draft can, can help us put the ball into the basket. We've got the length, we've got the athleticism, we've got the defensive mindset. Like, so these are the things that we need to, to take that next step forward in, in where we eventually at some point want to go. Well, you're set up pretty good. You've got we, all, we all agree that I, I think we all agree that we're glad Devin Kennedy is going to get a good, good, strong yeah. look. Right. And we're all pretty, pretty pumped up just to get the opportunity, see what he might be. Could you have a, a Seth Curry? Could you have a guy that, you know, is going to be around a long time? He's, you know, you talk about age, he's 25 years old. Well, he's not too old. He, he might play in the NBA 10 more years. I'll take a guy right. that can play 10 more years that can make 40% of his threes and, and, you know, and give you 15 or 20 minutes off the bench. No I'll take that guy. So I'm excited to see what he might be able to do at least give him a chance. And it looks like we're going to do that. Well, David, it looks like, you know, every team dusts, dusts off a of Bryn Forbes or a Patty Mills, or every team has one of those shooters that comes off the bench. We've not had that. So you've got that guy that can at least come in and instantly knock down shots. So yeah, you're right. It, it makes it very intriguing and gives him a chance. All right. Well, you guys have yourself a great summer. Great job all year on the telecast and the broadcast and George, everything with, with your help with players and throughout the year. And um, I, Will we hear from you again before start yeah, of next yeah, season? No, or you're probably, probably probably not. Look, these two guys are already in the woods. We're decompressing already. I'm going to see you. I'm gonna but see they'll you. be back. They can't, they can't be away for too long. Will they? I wouldn't come back if I was in the setting. These two, I mean, look at this. That they, is a nice setting. All I hear birds chirping and blue sky. It's probably Dante, like. Dante, I got, I got to say this too. His, the Dante's thing with the fans the other night for the last game of the season, that awesome. was great. He had, yeah, awesome. he had all the, all those fans huddled around the, the set up at the Amway Center. That was really cool. Well done. Well, I appreciate that, David. Before you know what's interesting? Go, wait, I, I wait, get to, take, they before. can't they can't get down to David and Jeff as easily, but they can get around us. Up <laughs> no, at, I think up they prefer Dante, don't you, Jeff? No, that's I not what they absolutely. prefer. That absolutely. Is, if they could get to you guys, the fans, guys. you guys would be no, there. But I, these are all people that you see all year, and it helps. It just I helps know. put that it in perspective. Great. 
the passion really that these fans have. It's really amazing. Listen, David and Jeff, they, the fans love you, but the, Dante's got, he's like, he's a man of the people now. He, yes. No, no. They're kissing babies. And, and I, I think he could be mayor of Windermere not too, not too far distant future here. I think here. he could too. I, I think oh, he could. I this think that's in his Jeff's future. The, Jeff's the mayor of Winter Park. I, I, that's what that. I'm saying. So we'll have, well, that's right. The mayor of Winter Park and the mayor of Winterville. And the commissioner. And the commissioner. <laughs> and the commissioner. I, I have no power whatsoever. <laughs> Listen, kudos to you three because you guys kept, you guys are are the microphone and and beat the drum for for the magic out there every night. And uh, I, I, you guys, you're the best in the business. So I just want to say that from from my seat that uh, Central Florida fans and Magic fans everywhere are really lucky that they get you three on their TVs for three hours every night. It's uh, it, it's quite a treat to watch. And it's especially like in a season like this to the way you guys handle your business. Um, there's nobody better. Thanks, George. I appreciate it. It's fun working with these guys. I'll yep. tell you that two, two of my best friends. And I, you know, I think it shows too on the air. Absolutely. Yep. We're, we're all pretty tight knit group. That Dan it Eagle though. And it doesn't Dan mean, Eagle. it doesn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean that it's easy at times. No, but David, but David's disappeared. We won't see him all summer, but no. he loves us, Dante. <laughs> we can he's, your, he's your best friend. Here's your best friend. See you in October. <laughs> see you in October. He's sitting on a chair that he whittled over the weekend. <laughs> hey, you guys are my best friend. See you in six months. Uh, see you guys in six Take months. How was your summer? I'm all right, good stuff, guys. On some moonshine and a styrofoam cup. But George, you're right. He's already <laughs> been to his favorite barbecue spot. I can tell. <laughs> These guys are great. We got a great team. Ty keeps it all together, and you got Nick and Q Rich and Bo and Brian Hill. I mean, it's just it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So we appreciate that. And best of luck, guys. Have a great summer, and uh, we'll be in touch here soon. Four and five months. What See, you See you in October. See you in October.